0: Welcome to Hidden Truths, today we have our host Joshua Barone, welcome Joshua, how are you today?
1: I'm doing very well, and yourself?
0: Great, 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 thank you. So today let's talk about Russia and all the propaganda that is going around when people look at what Russia is doing, look at what Vladimir Putin is doing, look at what's happening in various areas of the world because of his actions. So what do you think about this, Josh?
1: I find it interesting. And it's one of the things I, I, I mentioned before, it's this disinformation. There's lots of propaganda going around, especially towards Russia, think about it, That you go to the gas station and the president says, hey, we have to accept higher gas prices because we need to support the Ukrainian people. But in, in reality, that's not what's really going on. It's 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 a lot of, of false narrative. For instance, there was a report of, I think it was ABC News came out and said that a, a Russian warship had been sunk by the Ukrainians. And then a week later, it turns out it's sailing up the, the Black Sea towards Crimea. So what's real and what's not? Here I am. I'm supposed to be informed and trade on information and I have no clue what's real and what's not.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so that makes a lot of sense and everybody seems to be very confused there there have been lots of sanctions right against Russia how are they working how do you look at what's happening there uh, in our government and, and the type of sanctions we are imposing and does that influence
1: yeah so when I look at the sanctions that they put on they being our government the us I find it I I don't know how to put this if, it, if Russia was a smaller economy, maybe they'd work if it was iran sanctions worked on iran because we really control that waterway with our military presence russia being such a larvae of resources it just doesn't seem like they've worked they've essentially shot the american consumer in the foot with higher oil prices higher food prices Mm -hmm. and there hasn't been any real gain now how do i quantify that in 2021 the Russian uh, economy was about 17 billion U.S. dollars. In 2022, it's 18 billion U.S. dollars. So their economy is actually growing. On top of that, there's a there was a news report actually today that talked about their current account surplus had widened to 95.8 billion. And on top of that, if you look at a chart of the Russian ruble, it's the best performing currency against the US dollar. Now I can argue points against that, for instance, that there is some um, manipulation in the currency by the, the Russian government to prop it up. You would expect that with what's going on. But again, when I look at it, sanctions don't seem to be working there. They essentially are hitting the US consumer at the palm in the grocery store. And I I don't think that was their intention when they put the sanctions on, but that's what they're doing. And another note is the the guy that was and I don't know his name offhand, but the guy that was the giving the administration the the playbook he he quit. So maybe the administration changes the course now, but that that's yet to be seen
0: yeah that's for for sure Uh, how about brazil buying russian fertilizer it looks like a lot of countries are still doing business with russia like nothing ever happened
1: yeah it's very interesting again we're talking about commodities here and so there was this whole supply shock and you saw commodity prices soar 50 plus percent and essentially that sanctions that saying, hey, these sanctions are gonna work. Nobody's gonna be able to buy Russian goods, but it's, it's been the exact opposite. So fertilizer is a really big deal in terms of the food market. And when they invaded Ukraine, they essentially took that fertilizer market and shrank it, hence the supply shock. But Brazil just bought all the, the Russian fertilizer in, in a trade deal. and And it really comes to this fact that it's really just the US and, and and Europe sanctioning Russia. Nobody else is. And so there's lots of, of commodity leakage everywhere. There's oil going to China, there's oil going to India. Palladium, I haven't seen any exact specs, but Palladium and Pla- is it's a large Russian export. It's going places as well. So you have this commodities market that's really propped up on these supply sanctions, yet all these, all this supply shock, it's all leaking back into the market, so is there, is our commodity prices arbitrarily high, there's something called uh, backwardation, i.e. the spot price, uh, current spot price and the future spot price. So in backwardation, the future spot price is lower than the current price. Typically, commodities run in something they call contango, where the spot price is higher than uh, the spot price is lower than the future prices. And so backwardation says one of two things, either all this stuff is coming into market and and the market is forward pricing that in, or we have recession coming and it's pricing in or a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it tells me that if you're long commodities, maybe you should be reconsidering your position.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting to see that that type of sanction leakage and a link to the global recession that apparently is coming as well. What's your point on that?
1: so there was numbers coming out of china they're the worst numbers i think i've ever seen coming out of china don't forget they have a zero covid policy so they've Mm -hmm. been shut down you can't have oil uh, gas prices at the pump in the u.s this high without causing a recession. I think there's a number out there. It's essentially seven out of eight times that you have an oil shock in, in gasoline prices, you've caused a recession. I don't think we should be talking whether a recession is coming, but how deep it is actually going to be is more of the question that I, you know, that is perplexing me. I don't know the answer to that, but at the same time, I I know it's coming, everything's slowing down. You're seeing it in the economic numbers. And again, I have a a economist that works here that could explain that all to you. But barring that, yeah, it looks like we're in for a fairly severe recession. A lot of people say that's a good thing. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. Recession really hurts the poorest people in this country. You don't want to hurt those people. Those they're, they're the hard workers.
0: Especially after what happened with COVID. So it's a double whammy here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is uh, the administration doing to try to shift that that potential recession that is coming into a different direction?
1: It's really tough because they talk one way and and they act another. So for instance, they want to. Do, they basically said, hey, we're going to open up drilling. But they said that as a presser, and then their policy was very much the opposite, where they made it more difficult to drill for oil. The administration has a real hard push for electric vehicles, and, and that's fine. There's a, the idea that I can just go buy a car an electric vehicle, brand new, that's roughly $80,000. It's just, it's foreign to me. One, I'm not going to do it. And two, even if I could afford it, would I do that? And then think about all the people that aren't in my position. Can they do that? The idea that we're going to EV, yeah, that's probably true. But the length of time that it takes to get there is a lot longer than this administration wants to believe. And maybe maybe it is their policy to make oil fairly expensive so that you do switch quicker to what they want you to switch to. I'm not a Big subscriber of that kind of thing. Look, if you want to push it, that's fine. Incentivize us to go there, and that's fine, but don't incentivize us too quickly because that causes pain, and we don't, you don't want to do that.
0: Can you talk to us about the end of a reserve currency status?
1: Yeah, I'm not supposed to talk about this m- that much, but essentially what happened yeah. is one of the sanctions was there's something called um, SWIFT. And, and SWIFT is an interbanking group that that, and in, in this case, it's international. So it's how banks clear each other's transactions on international scale, not getting too detailed into it. Mm-hmm. So what happened is we banned Russia from SWIFT And so there's a secondary system now being produced. And I wanna say it is a Chinese system actually. And the idea of the reserve currency is that everything kind of transacts in dollars. It's how, because essentially dollars are safe. so the idea that you're going to the secondary inner banking system, maybe something else becomes the reserve currency on that system, maybe the one, something like that. And so you have the secondary system that they created. Now, how long does it take for us to lose reserve currency status? That's probably a long time, but the idea that it's you're starting to go down this path is what I wanted to point out. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anytime soon that it'll happen, but again, that the, they're setting the, the stage for going down these paths. So, reserve currency system is interesting and it's good analogy is if do you know that if you fly an airplane and you're in a foreign country the the tower still speaks to you in english mm. and okay. so it's pretty much the same thing it's a, everybody talks to each other on the swiss system and it's really dollar based, essentially another system changes things
0: so how about the cold war ii What's your, what's your vision and input and insight on that one? And
1: that's a NATO thing, really. So all of a sudden, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but it's a NATO thing. It looks like with all the threats from Russia on all these other countries that you're going to get all these countries joining NATO, and that, and like Turkey, Turkey's a NATO member, but Finland and Sweden joining. And it looks like we're going to stockpile weapons against Russia for a European invasion in there. This is essentially a Cold War. Again, long defense co- companies has been a good trade in this terrible market, so uh, that's going to stay around. I think missile, javelin missiles, all this stuff. We're just going to we're going to send it over there. I think there was a bill in Congress spending sixty billion dollars just to fund more weapons into Ukraine. Now I, I don't understand that because one, Ukraine isn't a NATO country. Two, essentially. Giving them weapons is somewhat of an act of war. So I don't know what they're doing, but it seems a little crazy. There's a quote out there. Essentially, it says escalation only leads to one place Mm -hmm. and that place being some kind of war. Another anecdotal note that you'll find funny is that the U.S. has never gone to a war with a country that has a McDonald's. If you follow the news today, you'll see that Mac- McDonald's is pulling out of Russia and selling all its assets up. Mm. So I guess that's an indication that we are going to war with Russia. I guess you can make that assumption.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a scary thought for sure. The world seems to be a very unsafe uh, place right now.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's not a very safe place right now
0: yeah yeah so i know you cannot give any advice but what would you like to leave your uh, viewers with today
1: just you can't buy the narrative anymore the narrative is so bent and I think you're seeing that with Elon Musk and Twitter that they're talking about all these bots and all this stuff. It's essentially, you have to really think for yourself and, and really see what somebody, what they're trying to sell you and not believe a lot of it and go on your own nature and you know find other news sources besides us ones and read foreign papers to see what's really going on and go that it's a tough time we're, we're in. We have so much information coming out at us that they figured a way to bend it even then. and mm-hmm. I think that's scary. I press and media is supposed to tell you the truth and it's all partisan and all sided and it's weird. And I think that as we go forward, some of this stuff will get vetted out, but right now you just have to be very careful of what information you believe and what you don't.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for your insight today, Josh.
1: Oh, thank you for, I guess it's my own show. So thanks for having me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right.
0: For all viewers, if you want to see all the other podcasts, you visit hiddentruths.com and remember to subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for your time and see you next time.